Welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. I'm your host, Bo Kennedy. Join us as we go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. I got a really unusual UFO story for you today. This one comes from DK. Uh, He tells about an experience he had back when he was in college around 2001, 2002. And the description of this UFO is just unreal. Uh, I can't wait for you to hear it. The interesting thing, well, an additional interesting thing is what happened after this UFO encounter. So, I won't, I won't keep you waiting. Let's go ahead and just jump into it. When I was looking on your podcast, I'd seen some, you know, like UFO sightings and things mentioned like that. Yeah. And, uh, it brought to, brought to memory something that, uh, I had that, uh, took place up in Mercer County. And, uh, I went to Concord college, which is now Concord university. And, uh, apparently there were a lot of sightings of things up there. I never saw them personally. Um, but I guess really, first of all, I should kind of come in saying that I'm a very strong skeptic when it comes to hearing experiences or seeing experiences that people share. Um, I think it's just a healthy thing to, you know, kind of weed out the, the pretend stuff from the real stuff. And, um, but yeah, so first of all, you know, I'm a huge skeptic, very, very skeptical of everything that I see, especially if it's posted on the internet. Um, it's hard (laughs) to believe anything I see on the internet, no matter how bad I want to believe it. (laughs) It's just like, come on, man, you got to see yourself kind of thing. (laughs) That's, that's, and that's absolutely the truth. Um, you know, so, you know, that being said, I guess I kind of needed to come into it just, you know, mentioning that. And also I want to give greetings out to all the, uh, bump podcast listeners too, because, uh, like we said, we want to, we want to see you go places with this because there's plenty of material out there, uh, for you to be able to showcase, I'm sure. So it's an honor, you know, you're giving me the opportunity to share this one little experience, but, uh, uh, yeah, no problem. Um, that being said, uh, you know, I've, I've had some very, very crazy experiences, even other than the one that I'll share with you today. Um, so I think this one took place, it was around 2001, 2002-ish. So, you know, we're, we're getting up there in time frame here, almost 20 years that this took place. Uh, and I still remember it like it was, you know, just yesterday. 
but again, it was in Mercer County, uh, Concord College, Concord University, and I was walking with two friends. So I had two other witnesses with me at the time, and we were on the side of what's called North Towers. Um, it's uh, you know one of the dormitories there, and we were walking down the sidewalk at night, and we were heading towards the parking lot. And as we're probably about midway down, I just had a very strong, you know, desire to look up, you know, which is not really uncommon for that area because you have a, a clear view of the stars and and such. You know, they got an observatory up there where they teach uh, astronomy classes and nice. But I, uh, I I just had this strong feeling, you know, look up. And so, of course, I did. And when I did, I saw something there in the sky unlike anything that I had ever seen before. Um, At that point in time, I didn't really have anything to compare it to. But as I'm looking up, I, I see the only way that I could describe it would be a toxic neon green glowing object and that's sort of where you know on my online persona i have the the neon turtle and all that craziness yeah i love that (laughs) i wanted to mention that while we're on here i want people to go to your youtube and check it out because that is i i love those videos (laughs) so i have a lot of fun acting stupid you know if you you can't have fun in life you know then what's the purpose you know Um, (laughs) so yeah so Partially, you know, the the neon turtle sort of comes from, you know, this this experience, you know. Uh, But I look up and I see this this object and and I can clearly describe the shape of it because it was just so odd to me. It wasn't an orb. It wasn't the normal, you know, explanation that you hear from people of, you know, unidentified flying objects. Um, And obviously, you know, I don't immediately go to and say, oh, it's aliens, Um, you know, it's an unidentified flying object. Um, So I look up, I see this thing, and I I watch it for probably about three seconds, and I'm in awe. I I literally stopped in my tracks. My buddies uh, kept walking. And uh, I would mention them by name, but I don't know if they'd want to be mentioned, so I'll just keep it at my buddies. And they're 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 walking along. Don't even realize I've even stopped. They're in deep conversation. I'm just standing there looking up at this night sky and this neon green blob. Um, it was in the shape, and this was what I thought was very strange of a a butterfly. And so it didn't have like all the details or anything of a butterfly. But that was the you know initial thing that come to my mind i was like man it was almost like a a non-detailed butterfly it wasn't uh, it was just like rounded like that so it kind of rounded at the end it comes in towards the center and then out back again like it was probably like a little kid would draw a butterfly wow and uh so the the sides of it is really what was glowing so like the inner part where the body of the butterfly would be was sort of darkened, you know, kind of like you would see in a butterfly picture. And so I'm looking up at this thing, and it is moving. There is absolutely no sound, and it is just floating along. And when I've I've described this before to to some people, I describe the size of it as if you were looking at, like, a supermoon. And so, I mean, it was really that large in the sky. 
It wasn't like it was a tiny little thing. So, I mean, this thing was very visible. And it floated along for about three seconds, and I, I was, like, speechless. And then finally the only thing that I could get out because I wanted to get their attention to be able to see it was I said, uh, uh, look. And they both stopped, looked back at me first, and I said, no, up there. And uh, so they looked up into the sky, and they saw it. So they're standing there in awe. And it probably took about eight seconds total for the experience. And down where the parking lot was at that time, there was a big group of trees. And I thought, man, that thing looks so low, it might, like, actually brush the trees, whatever it is. And it it didn't. It went over and disappeared behind the trees. And I knew behind those trees was a very large valley. And I wanted to run down. I did. I run down. I said, come on. So we both, you know, all of us shot down there looked beyond the trees into the valley and it you know it goes as far as the eye could see there because in mercer county in concord college you're basically on top of a mountain and uh, you can see all the way off into the horizon and the thing was absolutely gone by that point um so you know that, that it blew me away i thought there was no sound completely silent so large, though, that's what got me. And the, the lighting, you know, uh, we were all standing there trying to figure out what this could have been. And one of my buddies was like, it, you know, this is probably just like a shooting storm. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I've seen shooting stars. As a matter of fact, I've, uh, that was another cool experience uh, during my college experience. I saw one of the largest shooting stars I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, so that was really neat. So I'd seen one of those. And, uh, no, it did not compare. I mean, the silence and the consistency of uh, the light, you know, it's not like it was blinking. Um, it wasn't fluctuating as if something was entering Earth's atmosphere and breaking apart or burning up or whatever. Right. Uh, absolutely consistent shape in that weird butterfly uh, shape, and it just flowed, disappeared behind those trees, and when we ran down, there was no – I thought, you know, maybe it was a plane crashing or something. And I said, if you know, if that were the case, we could probably see it actually crash. And uh, so I stood there for you know several moments and never saw it again. Mm. Um, so I mean, that was absolutely something I had uh, never seen before in my life. I'd seen a lot of things growing up, looking at the skies. You know, we didn't have social media like we do now, so we you know actually looked up at the skies. So, <laughs> uh, but that was the initial. Uh, experience there well let me ask you Mm -hmm. did you believe in ufos before this uh that's a good question very good question um i mean i always looked for them and because you know we see growing up on unsolved mysteries and all these cool things that we grew up with as kids um i you know wanted to witness something like that and so i spent a lot of time you know out outside as a kid uh you know that was just the way it was in logan county I live in a mountain town yeah uh, so you know and i've looked up at the skies for years you know been out from daylight till dark and had never seen anything of this sort of measure um never and so that's what really truly blew me away and it was probably the first time in my life that i ever thought I have seen something amazing. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, 
I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, man. Sure. Uh, you said it was low, like treetop level, low? That's how it appeared uh, because and the only way that I had a basis for that is that it was so large. It was like looking up at a quarter or a, a uh, you know 50 cent piece up in the sky. That's how large the sucker was. Wow. Yeah. And so, and the glow, the intense glow stuck with me so much that after that happened, I was an art major, you know, graphic design and studio art major. Right. Um, I started basing <laughs> a whole series of paintings and things on this experience. Um, and so I had like this, this whole series of paintings that I did. And, you know, I can, uh, you know, for your site there on Facebook, if you would want for me to, you know, give you a piece of that artwork to post, I can, I can do so. Yeah, I would uh, love, I would love that. Yeah, so it, basically I did a whole series of, you know, if that thing, whatever it was, had actually come down into that tree line or down into that valley, you know, uh, what, it, what it could have become. You know, it was just kind of an interesting way for me to kind of play that out in my mind. But yeah. um, before our time's up, and I don't want to take too much of your time this morning, um, but there were some actual occurrences the very next day and the following morning, not with seeing light, but with a very strange experience. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It could be completely unrelated, but I thought just too weird that I saw this this night. You know, I remember running back into the uh, the South Towers, which was the, uh, you know, the, the men's dormitory. And I was like, man, you wouldn't believe what we just saw outside. And everybody's like, oh, you're crazy, you know. Um, and I was like, no, you have no clue what we just witnessed. I said, this was intense. Um, but what happened was the very next day, you know, nothing happened that night. The very next day, I was a resident assistant there, an RA, and uh, I had to go to work that evening. And so I decided to go and lay down, take a nap before I went in. And because uh, I was averaging, you know, very little sleep during that time in college. Uh, trying to, you know, do double major. And so I uh, laid down, and as I was facing away from the room. I was facing the wall. And uh, actually, that was the that evening. I'm sorry. This time, I was facing the room. And uh, as I'm laying there, all of a sudden, I uh, feel someone's face up against mine. And I was like, all right, somebody's gotten into my room, which would not be uncommon because we had a uh, basically a skeleton key, a master key, and we were always playing pranks on each other and stuff. So I thought, man, you know, they've, they've come into my room. They're going to try to play a game with me here. Yeah. So I'm just – I'm playing dead at this point. And But here's the weird thing. I felt a kiss on my cheek. 
and I heard uh, what sounded like a female's voice giggle. <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, who the heck have they let in my room, you know? And I thought, all right. So I thought, I'm going to spook whoever just did that. I'm going to spook them to death. So I lunged out from my bed and was like, ah, and thought for sure, you know, whoever this is going to fall backwards, you know, trip over right. a pizza box or something. <laughs> and uh, so what? immediately I had adrenaline shoot through my system because I realized there's nobody in this room with me. Oh, wow. Yeah, you were alone. <laughs> Completely and utterly alone. And so I had adrenaline, like, pumping, man. And I was like, whoa. I was like, okay. So, you know, being a uh, a Christian – and I've always thought, well, you know, if it's something of a, an evil intent, uh, if you're going to be afraid, then, you know, you're just going to fuel the energy for whatever this thing may be. Exactly. Uh, you know, so I thought, well, I'm not going to be afraid of you, but, okay, that was weird. <laughs> and uh, so I played as if, you know, it hadn't shocked me. And I was like, all right, so I'm just going to go ahead and get up and go to work. I'm not going to finish this nap up. So uh, I got my uh, keys and my radio and everything, and I went down. So I worked all that evening, and I worked till midnight. And uh, so finally got off at midnight, went back up, and I thought, okay, i got to get ready for class. So I uh, didn't even take a shower or anything. I was worn out. Um, laid down, and this time was facing the wall. And uh, so I'm laying there, and I'm listening to the television, I had a habit of leaving the television on to kind of drown out other noises. And uh, all of a sudden, I felt a very intensely hard bump, <laughs> sorry, bump uh, into the back of my arm. So it's appro- appropriate, I guess, for the podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I was bumped very hard in the back of my arm, and it felt more intense. It didn't feel playful. And I uh, I literally slung my arm as if to hit whoever, whatever it was that did it. You know, I didn't know if somebody could – really, I wasn't even tying the two together at the moment until, again, I realized there's nobody there. And uh, so I was like, okay, this is really starting to get crazy at this point. And uh, so then, of course, my mind does start floating back to what the – you know, does it have any connection to – you know, what I saw the other night is, you know, is this something, you know, did it, did something realize that I had seen it and now it's trying to mess with me? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, had anything happened before that, the sighting? No, that's, that was the, the interesting yeah. uh, thing. You know, I had never had anything like that at, uh, at college. And right. uh, so, you know, to have that intensity of, uh, uh, of something to kind of come at now. I've, you know, I've had some other experiences before this, um, but nothing, uh, you know, have ever seen like a UFO and then immediately afterwards, something like this happened. Um, I would describe my other experiences as, uh, strictly, uh, spiritual. Um, I, you know, I do believe, I do believe in spirituality. As I said, I, I follow the Christian faith. Um, I think that's part of what keeps me as a skeptic to seeing a lot of the stuff that goes on and, and, uh, you know, I question the intentions of things that people mess with and, you know, uh, the, the safety of doing that. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but there, the final straw was this, and then nothing else ever happened. But it was the very next morning I got up and was going to go to uh, class uh, after a very bad night's rest because, you know, of what had happened. It kind of kept me on the edge. Um, 
I got up, went into the shower, and I was taking a shower. And at this time, my eyes were really bad because uh, I didn't. I had eye surgery to correct my vision and all that junk because um, I, I had problems seeing far away, uh, which makes the intensity of the unidentified flying object even more because of how visible it was to my bad eyes at the time. Right. <laughs> Actually, I probably had contacts in, but uh, just making a joke there. But I go in, I'm in the shower, and then uh, as I'm showering, I notice something metallic fall from the ceiling of the shower. And I was like, okay, what was that? I was like, screws falling out of this old building, you know, because you know, it was pretty old uh, at the time. And uh, I, I look up, and I'm squinting and trying to look without my contacts. And, uh, and I'm like, well, there's no screws or anything in the lighting. It's just a you know plate lighting around the, around the lighting fixture, and it had no screws. I thought a screw had fallen out, but there are no screws. So I got down, and I looked, and I picked up, and I looked, and it was a dime. And I said, okay, <laughs> how does a dime just fall from the ceiling of the uh, – the the shower here yeah just, you know <laughs> and so i mean that was just really stupid and you know really strange so uh just just for good measure i remember i literally grabbed the dime and i said just leave me alone and i slung the dime out of the shower uh, as if to tell you know whatever it was that was kind of messing with me uh just leave me alone you know don't right. mess with me you, know, I, you don't yeah. want to go this route so <laughs> but yeah, uh that's a smart thing to do. You you make sure whatever that is knows that it does not have permission to be around you. Yes. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Did um, you check the date on the dime? Was there like some kind of oh, – you know, That would have been a really smart idea. <laughs> you know, like see if it has the same year of your birth or something crazy like that. Uh, I really wish I had now. That's, uh, you know, now that you bring that up, I kind of kicked myself. But, no, I didn't uh, – didn't think of anything like you know, you know it could have been some sort of a message or something but no i just lobbed the dime and i i'll be i'm not even sure i ever even found the dime after that to be honest but <laughs> but that was that were those were the i should guess the three you know, sequential experiences that took place uh right after you know i had the kiss the elbow nudge and then the weird dime so what a strange pick you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was a, a a wild 24 to 36 hours there, wasn't it? Yes. So, and again, nothing ever before, you know, after that took place. There was no other experiences, no other strange stuff. Um, yeah, I thought for sure, man, what what else is coming, you know? And, yeah. yeah, no doubt. I would have too, man. But I finished up uh, in 2003 there, and in that time frame had never uh, had another experience. But I had had some other people there tell me, you know, that they uh, were seeing uh, weird lights outside their windows out in the distance, like floating over around the same place. Um, and I honestly can't even recall if that was before or after the experience I had. I'm, I'm believing it was after, but I'm not sure of that. Yeah. Well, you know, so. the, the color of light that you mentioned, I don't know if you've listened to my UFO story on a on a previous podcast. But that color of green, um, I, I won't go through my whole sighting story again, but the color of green that you mentioned, it, it sounds so much like what I saw. Um, oh, wow. Just because what I saw kind of flashed out 
and then imploded. The light sucked back into where it had come. But it was a shade of green I had never seen before, you know. Um, I've never seen since. It, it was just kind of like an in-between. I don't know. It was almost like a, a neon or, a, you know, a lime green, but it, it wasn't. And I've never been able to just pinpoint what that shade of green was, you know. Wow. And when you said it was like a toxic green, I'm like, yes, yes, keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> that is too cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to listen to uh, to that experience. I, I have not heard that, so that, that blows me away. That's really neat. Um, now now that you uh, mentioned that again, I'd almost forgotten to uh, say this. <laughs> Once I had uh, seen, I don't know if you remember the Lunesta commercials. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> okay, with the butterfly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started seeing those commercials come up later on, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I was like, that kind of reminds me, you know, if, uh, it wasn't that butterfly-ish, but I was like, that intent, why would they have to choose that intensity of green and then, you know, uh, combine that with a butterfly? So that, that blew me away when I saw the Lunesta commercials start popping up. Yeah, like, thanks for the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, so, this, yes. But you saw that that UFO um, now this is kind of kind of weird, but do you think it was a like biological, or did it look like it was self-propelled in any way? Right. Um, you know, like That's... did it undulate or anything? Like did it did it have any kind of fluidity to it when it moved? Like. That's the the that's a very interesting question because that's one of the things that kind of threw me off on it. Um, you know, there was no variation at all in the light. It was a constant, intense, toxic, you know, neon green. And then uh, that uh, shape that it had also was constant. There was no uh, moving back and forth or any any other mobility that the object. Uh, you know, displayed. It was it was just in a constant straight line. It was very smooth, flowing, uh, absolutely silent. Had no noise of plane or anything. And uh, so, it's really hard to tell the shape of it. Is something else that threw me off. Uh, you know, you see planes and stuff in the night sky all the time, and uh, you know, it's easy to tell a difference between a plane. Uh, and this object for sure, uh, because there was no there was no similarities whatsoever. Um, there was uh, <laughs> I, I kind of got thrown off uh, probably about you know my 2003 ish year. I, I can't remember exactly. You might even be able to find this in some uh, recorded files online somewhere. Uh, there was everybody was reporting a, a UFO up there, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was after this experience. Um, and but we come to find out it was like some sort of weird weather balloon that they uh, had, but it was constant in the sky. Uh, this thing was floating constant in the sky, wasn't moving. There was no mobility to it or anything like that. So that one actually was a weather balloon. <laughs> yeah, that one actually was a weather balloon. You know, because I, I was like, oh gosh, I'm seeing something else. You know, uh, yeah. but and everybody, you know, it stayed constant. It was there like an entire evening. It wasn't moving or anything. It was hovering there. But I'm pretty sure that they had, because uh, uh, I had asked about it on on campus, and they were like, oh yeah, we you know verified that was a weather balloon that they have down in where you know wherever. I was like, okay, because that was kind of freaking me out. It was kind of orangish, as I recall, like a yellowish-orange color. Um, but, yeah, like I said, nothing uh, with this particular object, nothing uh, 
you know, was, was changing. It was constant, and, and the shape was just so odd, that butterfly, basic blobby butterfly effect. So Yeah, wow. And that is – I'm glad you shared that with me because I, I hadn't heard a story of one shaped in that way. I've heard things shaped in, in different ways. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and some people have some really wild experiences of what they see in the sky. Yes. But uh, this shape is unique. And that it makes me wish I was there with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish you had too. That's a, a fourth person would have been great. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just say uh, I'll just say the first names of the people. But I had a, a guy named Joey with me and a guy named Brian with me. Who, um, you know, they they both witnessed this, and uh, so you know we were all kind of uh, questioning it. You know, it's like what what could this be? I just remember standing there for probably a good few minutes in the parking lot when we went to try to see if we could see this thing crash or, you know, continue on in the sky. And, uh, you know, none of us could really come to an agreement what in the world that this could have been. So we were, you know, just all sitting there, you know, working this over in our brains. What did we just see? So, but I, I know it stuck with me for, for almost 20 years now. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, you know <laughs> what you then Yeah. Yeah. So I will, uh, if also, I think what I'll do, um, uh, you know, other than sending the artwork for you to to display, uh, I'll I'll probably work up an actual rendition of you know what this looked like for you. Oh, I would love that, and I'll, and, I'll that as our uh, our cover for the episode if you if that's all right with you. Hey, that's that's wonderful. That sounds great to me, and hopefully, uh, you know, if anybody else has seen something to this effect, or may you never know if someone who had been there and possibly had seen the same thing before I did, or maybe even after I did. Uh, hopefully we'll speak up and, you know, share their, their end of the experience. Yeah, man, that'd be great. But, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to share that and, and, uh, hopefully we'll get some feedback. Yeah. Yeah, man. And feel free to come back anytime. And if you, uh, you ever get the urge to share some of those spiritual experiences you teased me with just now, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a Christian too. And yes, I, I believe in a, a true power battle between good and evil. Yes, so. yes. Well, I uh, I will definitely take that into consideration because uh, you know I, I feel some of the the things I can share. You know, I kind of look at it as a testimony, and uh, so you know maybe yes. if someone would hear this and it would affect them in in some way positively, then uh, maybe I need to do that at some point. So we'll we'll definitely take that in consideration. I appreciate you giving me the uh, the opportunity to do that. Thanks, brother. Yes, you're very welcome. Well, uh, yeah, I'll holler at you on Facebook. Just uh, stay in touch. Okay, thank you, and uh, you do the same. You need anything, holler at me. All right, hey, real quick, plug your YouTube channel. I want people to find you. Okay, yeah, so YouTube channel, I, I have a couple. Of, if you're into vintage toys, uh, which, of course, I love, uh, we've got Vision Vintage uh, on YouTube. And then, of course, we've got the Neon Turtle, which uh, has all my uh, goofy rap stuff and, and all kinds of mess. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts from and leave me a five-star rating and review. You can follow me on Facebook at The Bump Podcast 
I'm on Instagram under the same name and Twitter. Um, if you have a story that you'd like to share, please feel free to message me on any of those platforms and I'll be sure to get back to you. Or you can email me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com. That's thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, be sure to check out the merchandise that I have now. It's on my Facebook page. I have links to everything. It's on Teespring. You can find it as The Bump Podcast or The Bump Podcast Bigfoot on Teespring. I have lots of merch. I got a whole lot more coming out. Um, All of the artwork, I'm doing it myself. I'm designing everything myself. So it's it's a lot of work on my end. But I'm just hoping that I put something out there that you guys can enjoy. So thanks again for listening and don't stop believing. Ghosts. Okay. Give me some ghosts because I I have never seen a ghost. I'll tell you one of mine real quick. Okay. And it's nothing big. It's just gee whiz kind of stuff. But I had this group bump when I was stationed in Louisiana. And most of the time, it was just me and a couple buddies going out drinking and getting ourselves scared to death on abandoned property, you know? Right. (laughs) But Vic, my uncle, come up from Texas to visit me in Louisiana. And we decided to go on a ghost hunt at a cemetery. And it was me and him and three of his kids. Well... We go out to this cemetery, and I got the night vision handy cam. I, I got the recording equipment, the audio recording equipment. Right. I, I got the, you know, the air thermometer thing, temperature gauge. I thought I was doing something, you know. And we go out there, and I say on the camera, if anybody's out there, you know, we want to talk to you. We don't mean any harm. You know, the typical... Ghost Hunters on TV. Right. You know? And when I did that, I saw a little twinkle of light over one of the headstones. And so me and one of the girls went over there to check it out. And when we went over there, the the grave was a teenage girl that had died at the age of 13. Mm -hmm. And... Vic's girl that was with me was 13 years old. Wow. And it just struck me as maybe that was them giving us a little wink, you know? But, like I said, it could have been a flash in the camera. It could have been a coincidence. Well, was it, did it flash above the headstone? Or right. on, I mean, could it be like marble, you know, the faceted and the light hit it and flash? I, I thought that, but it was right above it. Above, in the air. Yep, like a little twinkly, just one, just one time. So it wasn't like it was a lightning bug floating around. Right. It was just like a little, hello, (laughs) you know, and then it was gone. But that gave me everything I needed to scare those kids to death that night. So it was fun. (laughs) Mission accomplished. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've never been ghost hunting in a graveyard. But at mom's house, now mom's house is, I helped build the house. So it's not like 
a hundred, hundred fifty year old house. Right. And my grandfather, mom's dad, actually passed away there. And he was was he Italian or Hungarian? He he was Italian. So this is after my dad passed away also. Also, oh, this is 2000, this is since like 2002? Somewhere, 2001? somewhere around there. Okay. Me and mom were sitting at her bar in the kitchen. I was sitting on one side of the bar, she was on the other. And we were just talking. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone pass by the kitchen door going toward the back of the house, toward the bedrooms. And I looked at mom and she actually said it before I did. Who was that? I said, I don't know. We were the only ones in the house. So I immediately got up, run back to the back of the house. I searched through every closet, under every bed. There was no one else there. This actually happened to me and mom, maybe two, three times. The same night? Not the same night, just different times. Different times. Plus, I'm gonna tell you one, cause mom will never call you. Right, right. I don't, I'm not gonna have very many 91 year olds calling the show. This was, you know, after dad had passed away. Right. Mom was laying in bed and she felt someone sit down on the bed. She said that she was so afraid to even turn and look to see who was there. Because you know these Italian women, they think somebody's there to take advantage of them. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So, she waits, and she can still feel the pressure of this of this body until she finally got up enough nerve to turn her head and look, and there was no one there. Mm. So then she says she rolled over onto her back, and she she said she said out loud, "Marion, that was my father. Was that you?" said she drifted off to sleep and she was awakened by someone pinched her big toe and was shaking her foot. <laughs> she said she sprang up into bed and screamed and again there was no one there. And then she cussed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that sounds like something he would do. And said stop that. Don't ever do that again. And she said that she never felt anything. Wow. Again, touch her. But when I was in that house, I, I stayed there at that time. I was, my room was in the basement. Right. But before that, my room was right off the kitchen. There's a bedroom. I was in that room one night and, you know, nothing, nothing special, just regular night on the wall behind my bed 
I had an African display. It was like a stuffed little lion head and it had two African spears crossed over top of it. It just says, I don't know where I even got it. But it was on the, it was on the wall right directly behind the headboard. Well, I'm laying there asleep and this display falls off the wall. It just like straight down, bam, crashes. I jump up, look around. Then I noticed that display was gone and saw it back behind the bed. Well, I reached up, the nail was still in the wall. Hmm. It wasn't bent down. It, there was really no explanation why this thing fell off the wall. So I was like, it really didn't faze me much. Still. It takes more than that, right? I was like, okay. So I lay back down and continue to go back to sleep. Well, then I feel the cover that I had on because I just slept with the sheet on me. It was all like something was tugging at my sheet. So I wake up and I look around. There's no one there and I pull the sheet back up. And this happened a couple times. And you just kept going back to sleep. And I kept, just kept going back to sleep. I figured <laughs> Man, one tug and I'd be up out of the, I'd be up out of that bed. So I'm a back sleeper. Right. For, for some reason, I rolled over onto my side and tucked the cover under my arm. <laughs> thinking, you know, now let's see what happens. Right. And I actually fell back to sleep. But I was awakened by being pulled off of the bed. Mm -mm. I could not feel anything actually touching my body. It was like it had a hold of my sheets, my my bottom sheet too, and was pulling me toward the edge of the bed. So I start grabbing for the sheets, trying to hold on, looking back over my shoulder, and then could see nothing until it actually pulled me completely off the bed. Plop, I hit the floor and the sheets around me and... Never saw anything. Nothing. Never heard anything. Not a sound. I was looking for, for strings and ropes and because my brother was a clown. Right. And he was always trying to scare me for some reason. That was my younger brother. He, now, I couldn't let him know I was scared of anything. So, <laughs> But look, before we started this, you said, well, I don't really have anything to talk about. Well, and you got pulled off the bed into the floor. <laughs> into the floor. But I didn't see anything or hear anything. And I never felt really creeped out. And you, you know, were awake. I was, oh, yeah. Shit, I was... I was Struggling, I was grabbing everything on that bed, trying to keep from getting pulled off into the floor. So it's not like I was laying on the edge and rolled over and fell off. Right. I was in the middle of the bed. Right. And the sheets and all pulled. Off pulled. Right. And that room was the room 
Because that wasn't down in the basement, right? No, that's right off the kitchen. That's the room where your grandfather had passed away. That was the room where my grandfather passed away. And that's also the room that your sister stayed in? Yes. Before she passed away? Before she passed away. And I know you got stories about her, too. I do. I do. When if, if I know we're just doing this little show, but if there's anything you don't want to talk about, we don't have to. No, that's, that's fine. My sister got cancer. Right. And it started in her eye as a tumor in her eye. And it metastasized to her liver. And after it got to her liver, she didn't last very long. So when she, on her final trip to the hospital, she took all her jewelry off and left it at home with mom. Well, mom took her watch which was, you know, an electric watch, used, used the battery. Right. And stuck it in a drawer. Well, several years after my sister had passed away, we're sitting at the house and we hear a little alarm beeping. And it just so happened to be my brother Anthony's birthday. Which is today. Which is today. Well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and it was also the day that Connie died. Yeah. So we get up and we're hunting for this little beeping sound. And it leads us to the back bedroom in a little chest of drawers. Anthony actually opened up the drawer there was, I think there was socks and stuff like that in it. Right. It was Connie's watch. The watch was set to about 3 a.m. I think that was the hour that she died. And it was beeping. It was alarming. Push the button to turn the alarm off. The watch was completely dead. Completely dead. Now, it wasn't 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. But that's what the watch was set on. Yeah. And the alarm was set to that. But when you push the button to turn the alarm off, the watch went completely dead. You think it was her? I like to think it was saying happy birthday or saying hello or don't forget me don't forget me <laughs>